Steal the Sermon, number 66, Crazy Questions and Crazy Ideas, Part 1. When I was young and had a lush head of hair, I assumed that we heard the whole unabridged, unedited Bible in church over a number of years. Okay, eventually I understood that they whacked some of the endless begats of the Old Testament, but surely we got at least the whole gospel. This is not so. Some stuff is edited out to protect the guilty. Here is my favorite. It comes from Jesus Posse, the Apostles. The crowd in one town has been unreceptive, even rude. So after Jesus says, time to move it on, guys, some of them say to him, Hey, Jesus, should we call down fire from heaven on these people who did not welcome us? Jesus said no. Not even a polite, but thank you for the input. You're probably thinking to yourself that this weird story should have been edited out, which is essentially what the church did by never reading it to us peasants. But I've come to love this story. Think about it. A reasonable leader might have said to himself, I've spent two years preaching my story, and these clowns still do not have a clue that I am not a fire and brimstone kind of guy. That my message is one of love and inclusion. It's time to cut these clowns loose. They are clueless. But Jesus didn't do this. And these very, very, very flawed men, did I mention that they're flawed? Brought this message, his message, to the world. Why didn't he cut these jokers loose, thanking them politely for their service and wishing them well in all their future endeavors? Because their worth was not tied to performance. Let me say that again. Their worth was not tied to performance because he loved them exactly as they were. And here's the important part. Nor is your worth to God tied to performance. Jesus hoped they'd get better, but he loved them as they were right now. And that's his message today to every one of us. We cannot call down enough fire from heaven for him to walk away from us. And he hopes we get the idea that we should treat each other in that same way. Wow, what a God we have. Jesus had little interest in the folks who acted like they had all the answers. Think about it. After all, the religious leaders and government leaders were the ones who took him down. The scandalous people Jesus hung with, the hookers, the tax collectors, and the drunks, weren't the ones lobbying to crucify him. It was the self-proclaimed righteous people who did so. What the gospel asks is simple, but it is not easy. Drop your plans. I have new ones for you. Give away your money. What's the point? It's gone when you die. Help out those who need it now. I used to devote most of my time and energy to being a hustler. But two things hit me one day. First, all we leave behind is our love. Second, my legacy will be in the people that I loved. I quit. I chose a life that fit more closely with the person I had become rather than the person I used to be. A job that 
was once what I needed no longer was what I needed. The question I asked myself was whether I was merely doing what I was capable of or doing what I was called to. When I was in business, I loved to tell a story to customers that I had heard as a child. No one liked it as much as I did, but that didn't stop me. It didn't even slow me down. It was about a kind of small monkey in Ecuador that is almost impossible to trap. It is small, it is quick, it is smart, and it has a grip like a vice when it grabs fruit or small rodents. It never lets go. It's got them. Its only weakness is that it's vulnerable to a very simple trap. It can fold its hand into a, just a tiny little fist that can slip into any hole and get at small rodents and insects. But if you put a small orange inside the box with a tiny hole, the monkey slips its hand inside the box, snags the orange. These monkeys love oranges. And it can't pull its hand out of the tiny hole. It won't release the vice-like grip because it has always used it. It has always worked. And it cannot even begin to picture that that's the problem. So it pulls and it pulls until it is exhausted and eventually is captured, still dragging around its box. You say that that may be true of a simple monkey, but I have seen several humans fall in the actual monkey grip trap. I know a wrestler with cerebral palsy, ailment which among other things causes muscles when contracted to become rigid and impossible to release until the person consciously does so. Sound familiar? Like our little monkey. The overall stiffness is generally not helpful in wrestling or almost anywhere. But listen to this. It's late in the match, 15 seconds to go, and his opponent, a much better wrestler, only has to escape to win the match. The opponent quickly stands up, and our Casey bravely able to just grab his foot as the wrestler pulls away. The guy figures he has it once, and so all he has to do is use his strong leg to pull and kick against a weak and desperate hand grip. So he kicks. Casey's still there. The opponent can't believe it. He kicks again. The monkey grip is still there. His coach yells, just drag him. He can't hold on. So the match ends with Casey being dragged around the mat. When the wrestler could have just turned around, grabbed Casey, and tossed him aside like a ragdoll. We are trapped in our lives by our own selves and have it within our power to release our own selves. Let go of your orange. Move on with your new life. Amen. I'll